tonight as we're, as we're planning out the semester and thinking through main guest speakers to connect with this semester. This is one couple is like, man, I would love the opportunity for, for you guys to hear their hearts. So this is uh, Tim and Renee Brown. Uh, they go to church with Jackie and I and Natalie and Kimber too. And, um, and uh, yeah, uh, Tim works in, in IT and, and uh, Renee, man, she teaches Spanish, um, and that's cool. Uh, they, they, uh, Renee went to, to school here. She said she had class here in this building. We don't have to say how many years ago, but she, she's a New England Tiger. So she was thrilled the opportunity to come and share with university students. She was part of a campus campus Bible study when she was here. Um, but they sincerely love Jesus. And so they've got something special to share with you guys tonight. If you could welcome and make feel welcomes Tim and Renee Brown. Thank God for being here. Thank God for Jackie and for and for Matt asking us to be here on tonight. Um, it's a little surreal for me, um, but I hope that we will say something that will reach your hearts on tonight. Yes, uh, like she said, uh, we're we're just it's a pleasure to be here. Anytime we get up and we get get before, especially you know, to minister God's word and just to teach and uh, on in Bible study, like Matt said, you know. God is good, and we come. We want to feel God's presence. We want to to get something from God to you know God to impart something to us, you know, to help us to get through you know this Wednesday, you know, get through the rest of this week. Amen. <laughs> and um, you know, and 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 for you guys in college, this is. I always tell my children this: college was like the best time of my life. You know, it was like that perfect mix between responsibility and freedom. You know, you, you, you're responsible, you know, you got your classes and all these other things, but, but then, you know, you can still go home to mom and daddy when you need some money and you need your clothes washed. So it's that perfect mix. So, you know, I just always tell people, enjoy this time in college. It's, it's the best time. Amen. Yeah, I, um, I loved my tenure here as a student at the University of Memphis. Um, I was able to connect just like you guys are connecting with other students and and adults who have like faith. And that really helped me during my college years because all I had to do was go outside my dorm room and I was faced with the world, right? And the world was pulling at me on every side. And just having that community to help me to stay focused on what God wanted and um, just surrounding myself with like-minded people really helped me to stay to stay grounded in the faith, yeah. you know, because again, there's just so much that you're faced with in college. And um, one of those things is what we're gonna talk about tonight, um, choosing right friends and the influence of friends in our lives. And um, I think in college, you know, we're meeting so many new people. So it's like a whole nother um, ball game in college, right? Like, like when you leave, um, High school, you, high school is very cliquish, right? Anybody say amen to that? Amen. High school is very cliquish. And if you never fit in with anybody in, in high school and you felt like you didn't have your clique, well, when you come to college, you can always find somebody to befriend you. Like nobody is completely like without 
somebody that can befriend them. But we want to make sure that we are choosing the right friends, godly friends. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Right. So, yeah, we're going to kind of talk about the dynamic between two friendships. Uh, we have Jonathan and David, who I'm sure everybody knows. And then uh, we have uh, Abs I mean, Amnon, Amnon and uh, Jonadab. Mm -hmm. uh, which is another dynamic. Now, one, one friendship is, uh, is one of, uh, of true friendship, and one friendship is one of... Um, manipulation. Yes, manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and jealousy, I think, too. Yeah. Yes. A little yes. bit of jealousy. Yes. So Proverbs 12 and 26 says, the righteous, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Right. So it is a righteous thing to be selective of your friendship, of your friendships. Right. So um, some may call that being judgmental or being whatever. But the Bible gives you legal grounds to be selective of your friendships because your friendships have influence over your choices. There's something that Pastor Lindbergh, our pastor, says often. Yes. He says, show me your friends, and I can show you your future. Right? All right. Amen. So we're going to look, we're going to dive in just for a few minutes um, at the relationship that David and Jonathan had. Right? So we're looking at 1 Samuel 18, verses 1 through 4. All right. I'm not going to do all the talking, babe. All right. And the verses are on the, on the screen for you. So, And it says, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that, he, that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. So we see in these first uh, four verses that when Jonathan and David, when they uh, first became friends, it was like, a, you know, they were fast friends. And, and Jonathan, he loved David like he was his own brother, like he was his own flesh and blood. And he even, you know, he gave him all of his uh, royal garments. He gave him his, his robe. He gave him his armor. He gave him his sword, his bow. All these things he, he lavished on David because he loved him as himself. Uh, there was no, uh, there was no, uh, no jealousy. There was no, uh, yeah. competition. no, no competition between yeah. he and David. There was just a sincere, uh, and, and, and true friendship, a true love between Jonathan and David. Right. And you should never feel like you have to compete with your friends. Real friends celebrate each other, you know, and then they're there for each other in the hard times. So it, one of the telltale signs that a person may not be a good friend is if you always feel like they're in competition with you or that you have to keep up with them. And while we're talking about this, we not only want to look, we don't, it's so easy to look outside and not to look inside, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it's, it's easy for us to say, oh, that person has all those bad tendencies. I'm staying away from them. But it's harder for us to go, what are my tendencies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of friend am I being? And do I harbor je jealousy easily? Mm. You know, think about those sorts of things because, you know, birds of a feather tend to flock together, right? Mm. 
So let's, let's think about those things too. All right, so one of the things about um, David and Jonathan, you know, Saul, David's father, if you read 1 Samuel verses 19, um, I'm sorry, chapter 19, verses 32 through 42, which we did not include here, but it would just be too much to read on tonight. But if you read the story about um, Jonathan and David, Saul, David's, um, Jonathan's father, was very jealous of David. Um, some women got to talking about how many, how David killed 10,000 and, and uh, Saul slayed only 1,000. And Saul goes, wait a minute, he's getting more than I am. So something's wrong with that. And he gets very, very jealous, right? Okay, so Saul devises this plan to kill David. He wants him, as a matter of fact, he tries to kill David. Three um, times. Three times. Yes, three times he tried yeah. to kill him. And Saul lost the anointing of God on his life because he disobeyed God. And then here comes David, who is really walking in the anointing. He really loves God with all his heart. And Saul sees something in David that used to be in him. And so he starts to get very jealous about that. But even in his jealousy, Jonathan never betrayed David. He was, ne do you want to chime in on that, babe? Yeah, he, he never betrayed him because we can see in these scriptures, he, he questioned his father several times. He, he went to his father and said, what has David done to you to deserve this? And, and, and he questioned his father so many times, you know, his father got mad at him and he, he even threw, he threw a spear at Jonathan one time because he was taking up for David so much. Right. And, and so Jonathan really was his friend and even he even got to the point where he had to, he was willing to, um, he was willing to be separated from his family because his father, you know, was telling him, look, man, David is a threat to us because if, if he lives, then guess what? You're not going to inherit the kingdom, right? You're not going to be the next You're king. You're not going to be king. Right. So it was like this relationship between Saul and David to where Saul would have these evil spirits to come and trouble him. And then David would get anointed and go on the harp. And all of a sudden, the evil spirits would have to go from Saul, right? And so he would want David to come in and play for him because he was vexed. But then he would also try to kill David because he was, David was anointed, right? So this sort of thing kept going back and forth. So David knew that Saul wanted to kill him. So he and Jonathan have a conversation behind Saul's back, a private conversation. And Jonathan says something like this, well, you hang out here in the fields, and what I'm gonna do is, when it's time to have dinner, because David was always at the king's table, eating dinner with them, and he says, when it's time for dinner, I'm gonna tell my father that I gave you permission to go and be with your family. And if my father gets upset, well, David tells Saul, David tells uh, Jonathan, if, my fa if your father gets upset, that is a sure sign that he's ready to kill me. And then Jonathan says, well, okay. And if he doesn't, then all is well, right? So they devise this plan, and David's hiding out. And so nobody knows this but David and Jonathan. And then, then um, David says, well, the sign will be, well, Jonathan tells David, the sign will be when I, throw, when I shoot the arrow, 
I'm going to have a lad. I'm going to get one of my little boy servants, and I'm going to shoot the arrow out. And if it's far, if I shoot it far and I say, it's far from you, go fast, then you'll know my dad got upset and he's ready to kill you. But if I, if I say, you know, it's right here, you don't have, it, I'm not going to shoot the arrow far out, then you'll know that there's no harm coming to you. So this happens, and when, when Jonathan goes to the table, his dad gets livid when he tells him, I gave David, I gave David permission to go and be with his family. And so as the plan goes, Jonathan shoots the arrow out far, and David has to flee from Saul, right? What are, am I missing something, babe? I think you got to I, I, I get to talking. I'm sorry, I get to But But we see the, the loyalty of Jonathan to David. Right. In spite of, like I said, his relationship, in spite of his father, he was still loyal to David. You know, he never, because they made a pact. You know, That's right. They said, you know, as long as we're alive, and even if when we're, when we're not alive, you know, you be good to my family, and I'll be good to your family. That's and they right. made that pact. And he was loyal uh, to David to the end. And that's what you want. You want friends who, who are loyal to you. You want friends who are going to be there with you through the good and the bad. You know, and, and like I say, Jonathan even, he was in such a, a, a situation. It was his own father, you know. So think of, think of that, you know, the position he was in to have to, to go against his father just to, you know, because he knew he wanted to remain loyal to his friend. And he put his neck on the line. He did. Because Saul was so upset that he actually threw, what it, was, it, was it a spear? Yeah. yeah, he threw a spear at Jonathan. So yeah. it could have costed him his life to, to um, take up for David and to be there for David. And if we can put the next scriptures up there, I think it kind of sums up that. What? Okay, we did 20 verses 32 through 34. You want to read that, babe? Did we do 32 through 34? Let's start at 34. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David because his father had treated him shamefully. So we see where David was like, I mean, where Jonathan was so concerned for his friend because he knew his dad was wrong and his dad meant harm for him. So you see this loyalty. You see this steadfastness that Jonathan has with his friend David. And even though he knew that meant David would be king one day, he was very aware of that. Yeah. He did, it didn't matter to him because this was his brother. This was his friend. Now, let's look at Amna. Did, did you want to say anything else about that? No, and, and the fact that Jonathan had to be very wise. He was a very wise friend in how he dealt with the entire situation. Yeah. And that's another quality you want to look for in a friend. You want somebody who's wise. You don't want a, a fool for a friend. I mean, because we know it's a lot of fools. A lot of foolish people out there that do, you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll bring you right down with them. So you want friends who are, are wise. Yeah. And I, I don't mean just, yeah. I don't mean foolish and like playing a lot, but I mean like fools will get you in trouble, you know. Yeah. It, you're in big trouble, you know. Right. You don't want those type of friends, yeah. you know. So Right. And 
Also, I was gonna say that this decision that Jonathan made to cover David, God used that to preserve David's life, right? So a good friend can help you preserve your life, yes. can give you some wise advice yes. that could change the trajectory of your life forever. Yes. But a bad friend could give you some advice that will cost you your life. Yes. Yes. And so now we're going to look at Amnon and Jonadab, who not only was his friend, but it was his cousin. Right. And we're going to look at how this relationship costed Amnon his life. So we're in what? 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. Okay. Is that what we're? Yeah. Okay. But it starts there. After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so distressed over his sister, Tamar, that he became sick, for she was a virgin. And it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend, Amnon had a friend, whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man, and he said to him, why are, you, why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Why will you not tell me? And Amnon said, Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother's Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, please let my sister Tamar give me food and prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat it from her hand. Then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, please let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes for me in my sight that I may eat it from her hand. So we see that Jonadab gives Amnon this horrible advice, right? To rape his sister. But before that, Amnon never thought to do anything harmful to Tamar because it was considered disgraceful. But Jonadab, and, and the Bible says, but Amnon had a friend. Amnon ha had a friend. And it's, my preachiness wants to come out right here. I want to go. Right. But Amnon had a friend. You know, I just really want to drive that down to me. But I'm not going to be an evangelist tonight. All right. But he, but he had a friend, and that friend, had, had an idea that was going to change Amnon's life for the rest of his life. And, and the thing about it is Amnon, he knew his weakness. He knew, um, uh, no, Jonadab knew Amnon's weakness, and he prayed on his weakness. And those are the type of friends, you don't want a friend who knows your weakness and prays on that and uses it against you because he, all he did was say it, he asked him what was wrong, and then he gave him a plan. He told him to go lie down and pretend to be ill, and when your father comes in, tell him that you want your sister to bring you food uh, so, that he, so that she can prepare it in your sight and you can eat it from her hand. And he left it at that. He didn't say, and then when she comes in, then you can take her and do what you want with her. He, left, he didn't say any of that. He just let, because he, he knew once she got, he got to that point, he knew that Amnon, he knew what he was going to do. 
And here's the thing. Amnon was very sharp. No, no. Jonadab was very sharp. He was crafty. He was, he was yeah. crafty. He was shrewd. So he pounced on the fact that Amnon was in love with his half-sister, right? And sometimes people can use their intelligence for evil. Yeah. Sometimes you can be around... I've been around people who are a lot smarter than I am, right? And sometimes those people can use that to get your weakness and then maybe they can see where if I just manipulate here or here, because I'm convinced that Jonadab, because he was the king's nephew, he probably paid attention to Absalom as well. And he probably knew that Absalom was very strong and like an alpha male, and that if Amnon did something against Tamar, Absalom would have his head. He probably knew that, right? Yeah, he probably saw this two, three steps. He already saw the end. Yeah. I think we, Tim and I think jealousy was involved here. Yeah. Because perhaps Jonadab said, this, this person is food. Like, I can't believe he's in line for the kingship. I should be in line. I'm smarter than him. Like my, this, this little boy that my son uh, went to school with in kindergarten, he used to go, I'm smarter than you, I'm bigger than you, and I'm stronger than you. And that would come home and tell us exactly what he said. And we would go, Matt, how tall is the little boy? <laughs> how tall is he? And Matt would be like, he's about this tall, which was a lot shorter than that. Um, Matt, does he make good grades? He's like, sometimes, but sometimes he makes F's. <laughs> and, and we go, Matt, I think little Owen, I won't give a slice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Owen is a little jealous of you, and he's just trying to boost himself up, right? But Matt would come home crying because Owen would tell him, I'm bigger than you, I'm smarter than you, and I'm stronger than you. So, but we see this happening with Jonadab. And Jonadab actually uh, influenced him in such a way that, that Amnon decided he was going to follow out with the plans. And he actually did this to his sister. And the love that he felt he had, which was really lust. Yeah. After he raped his sister, he treated her like trash and said, get out of here. And he hated her more than he ever lusted for her. And as a result of that, if you read the entire story, which I recommend you do, Amnon lost his life because Absalom just had it with him. He had it with him so bad that he wouldn't even speak good or evil to him. And so Absalom ended up killing him. All because Amnon had a friend. This was not Amnon's idea. This was his friend's idea. How many of you know people who have been with the wrong people at the wrong place at the wrong time? And now perhaps they're in jail, perhaps they're dead. And it's all because they had a friend. What about young ladies who perhaps got unwise advice to be with a certain guy. And as a result of that, girl, just, just 
party. Hey, you're young. Just do it. Just party. And as a result of that, they're stuck with a decision that altered their lives for the rest of their lives. You know, God will forgive our sins, but sometimes the consequences don't go away too fast. Say that again. <laughs> I said, God will forgive our sins. All right. sometimes, sometimes the consequences don't go away very fast. You know, God will forgive you for getting pregnant out of wedlock. He will. He's a forgiving God. He's a loving God. But you got to raise that baby. You know, hopefully you will choose to raise that baby. And you'll have to deal with that decision for the rest of your life. Well, unfortunately, in this case, he died. We see where, where um, David lived because his friend gave him good advice. But his son Amnon died because his friend gave him bad advice. Yeah. Babe, hop in there. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, we, like she said, we see the, the different dynamics in these friendships, you know, between uh, Jonadab and Amnon and, and David and Jonathan. And, you know, Amnon was foolish. Um, these are characteristics that you don't, uh, and, and Jonadab was, was jealous. He was a troublemaker. The Bible said he was crafty, and he was a troublemaker. And, you know, you don't want those type of friends who, who are going to try to uh, lead you down the wrong path, and they're, they're troublemakers. I mean, they, uh, they may seem, you know, like they're always having fun, but in the end, you know, it's, it's, they can be trouble. And you want somebody who's going to be... Um, who's going to be faithful, you know, who's going to be kind, who's going to be caring. I mean, because uh, going through life, you know, there's going to be different things you're going to face, and you want a friend who's going to be there uh, through the good and the bad, you know, who'll be there, who'll, who'll laugh when you're laughing, who'll, mm -hmm. who'll, who'll cry when you're crying. Like the Bible says, you know, weep with those who weep uh, and, and, and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And that's, what, that's the type of friend that you want, who'll yeah. be there with you uh, through the good and the bad. Right. And... Um, and think about how your friends talk about others when they aren't around. Because that will give you a good idea of what they perhaps they could say about you when you're not around, right? Um, so think about those things. Um, are they a gossip? You know, the Bible tells us in lots of scriptures and Proverbs about the dangers of being a gossip. Um, quick temper. The Bible tells us not to associate, not to make friends with quick, quick tempered people. And that's found in Proverbs 22 verses 24 through 25. Like quick tempered people can get you into a lot of trouble. So these are things you want to think about or, or even lazy people. Undisciplined. Undisciplined. Because I know you guys have to have discipline to make it through class, right? Like, to study, to pull those all-nighters, it takes some discipline, right? So you want to hang around people who have that same type of discipline. Or even better. I like to hang around people that's better than me. That's right. You want to be around people. <laughs> better than me in certain areas. Right. You want to be around people who are going to bring you up, pull you up, you know, to, to, to where, you know, like you said, you may yeah. be struggling in the area. In a class, you want to get with the people who know what they're doing, so they you can yeah. come up, right? Yeah. That's the type of friends you want who's gonna bring you up, not bring you down. Yeah. Tim is like the spreadsheet guy. Okay. I mean, he has he's it's all organized. Yeah. I'm like, let's go play over here. Let's do this. Let's do that. So I need. I have always needed people in my life that were structured, 
because I tend to be just a free spirit, right? <laughs> so these are things you want to think about, and we want to leave. Did you have any favorite? Oh, uh, I was going to say that um, one thing that uh, that Jesus said about friends, you know, when he was with his disciples, he said in, in John 15, 14, he said, you are my friends if you if you do what I tell you. But that's Jesus. That's that's our Savior, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the you know about you know that's no right. other friend, no greater. That's friend the only that. one that right. can say that to you. Right. You that's are right. my friend if you do. If somebody else comes to say that to you, you go. You're not Jesus. <laughs> no, you're not Jesus Christ. So no. But the Bible also says, and what's that? Is that's that Proverbs 18 and 24? 24. And this is our last scripture for tonight. That there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. Okay. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. So again, think inwardly instead of thinking outward all the time. Do you possess the quality, the, the characteristics of a good friend? And if you don't, you can go to God and he'll help you get there. Right. Like right. you don't, right. have, you, it's like you're not hopeless. Right. You can go to Jesus and he will help you work on your character. Then it says, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Does anybody know who that friend is? Jesus. Jesus. He sticks closer than a brother. And so if you don't know Jesus on tonight, we want to invite you to get to know him. If, if perhaps you are struggling in friendships right now, right. we want to invite you to bring it to the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Because God can help you no matter where you are. And even if you feel like, even if you felt convicted through what we talked about tonight, perhaps you're Jonah Dad. You know, perhaps you're Amnon. Perhaps you're Jonathan, and maybe perhaps you're David, but every last one of us needs Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we want to invite you to, to pray, and we'll pray with you if you like, um, just for a good friendship, and that you will be a good friend to someone else. Be the type of friend you want. Be that friend that That's you want. Right. Amen. Because social media makes us believe that we are becoming more social and we are get, gaining more friends. But there is less and less real social interaction taking place in this generation than ever before. You have a lot of fake friends. Mm -hmm. Say that again. And you have a lot of fake friends. <laughs> But yes, you have a lot of fake friends. And then that causes people to get depressed sometimes. Is that right? Yeah. This generation, statistics have shown that this generation is more depressed because of social media than our generation. Than, uh, Pastor Max, our generation, we didn't have all this social media stuff. Okay, so we're talking about real friendship. People that you can call up on the phone and you don't have to text all the time. Like you can actually pick up the phone and call. 
Do y'all like to pick up the phone and call? Yeah. Is, that a, is that an old people thing? Okay, I have an amen over there. You, yes, I like to hear voices. Because if you say no to something, I need, you know, if it's something serious, yeah. like if it's just no, it can be very subjective. Because what if I'm in, what if I've had a bad day and mm-hmm. I reach that no? Yeah. I'm off task. Okay, <laughs> we're close. We're close. All right. Okay, babe. All right, so, so if, you want, if, you, if you want prayer or if you just want to stand and, and we'll just pray for everybody, it's just, it's just however, you want, however, however you feel led, uh, God is leading you. Uh, we just, like you said, we're glad you all came out tonight, glad that we had this opportunity to share what God has put on our heart. Uh, I mean, the song says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our grief and sins to bear. What a privilege to carry. All, all everything to God in prayer. That's all I know. I don't know the rest of it. We have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night, God. We just thank you, Lord, for your presence on tonight, God. We just thank you, Lord, for all the young people that came out, Father God. Father God, we just pray on tonight that some heart was touched, some life was changed on tonight, God. That we said something, God. We said something, oh God, that would reach them, oh God. We just pray, oh God, that our words were seasoned with grace, Father God. Oh God, we just know, God, that so many things are going on in the lives of young people on today, God. Yes, They're faced, faced with so many challenges, God. So many things, oh God, yes, that come, oh God, against them, oh God, especially when they're trying to live for you, Father God. Yes, God. Oh God, the enemy, he attacks on every hand, oh God. Yes, oh God, Father. we just pray, oh God, for, for right now, for strength, oh God. We just pray right now for the mind, oh yes, God. God. The enemy, we don't, oh God, how he attacks the mind, Father God. We just pray for the mind, oh God. In we pray Jesus for peace name, on tonight, God. God. We pray for peace, oh God. Yes, Lord. Oh God, we pray that the, that the enemy, oh God, will be bound, oh God. Yes, we pray, oh God, God, that you would just give the victory on tonight, Father yes, God. Yes, Father. Oh God, and we just pray, Lord, that you would, oh God, comfort those who are, are, are hurting, oh God. Yes, Oh God. God, those who may have gone through different things in friendships, God. Yes, oh God, we Lord. just pray that you would heal that hurt, oh God. Heal the hurt right now, in Father Jesus God, in the name, name of God. Jesus, God. Father God, we just pray on tonight, God, that you would just continue to just, oh God, uh, anoint these young people afresh, God. Oh, God, we just pray and we thank you right now, Lord, for what's going on in our country, God. And, yes, oh, God, God, we just pray for a revival, oh, God. Let revival, Let revival break, break out, out right God. here on this campus, in Father God. Oh, Jesus, God, you set Lord. these young people on fire, Father yes, God. God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in God. Jesus. Oh, God, and we just pray, Lord, right now, you just help us, oh, God. Oh, God, to just get involved, God. You know, we, we see what's going on, God, Father God, but help us to not stand on the sidelines. Help yes, us, oh, God, Lord. to just get involved, Father God. Yes, oh, God, and we just praise you, Father God. We just praise love you on tonight, Jesus. God. We give Hallelujah. you glory. We give you all the honor, Father God. Yes, God. Oh, God, in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.